Good evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm your host, John Lucier, and I'd like to thank each of you for joining myself and my lovely wife, Kamisha, who is our wonderful guest on this episode. So welcome, honey, honey. Thank you, darling. And welcome, listeners. And I'd like to thank each of you for standing for the Lord in righteousness and justice. Mm-hmm. Now, on our last episode, we... You, honey, honey, we're beginning to talk about the centurion. Mm-hmm. So we're, we are going to look at that, but we're going to look at it, uh, um, just to reiterate, for, mm-hmm. for the audience, the listening audience, so we can all grow together. We all know what we're looking at, mm-hmm. that we are learning how to transition into what the Lord wants, mm-hmm. what he expects or I'll say from his people, what mm-hmm. uh, true maturation in the Lord, mm-hmm. true maturity looks like from the Lord's perspective. Amen. In his people. So we're going to look at and read from Matthew chapter 8. We're going to begin in verse 5. I'll read it and then I'll open it up so you can begin explaining what you were going to share on the last one. Does, oh, that, okay. does that work, honey, honey? All right, darling. So it says this. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, Truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you. And you will have believed, excuse me, as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, honey, honey, you are going to share some things with us. Okay, thank Please you. Please do. You know, as I read this um, many times in my life, I thought, okay, it's because he understood authority. That was making it great faith. But no, devils understand authority. You remember the, the demoniac? And Amen. he said, are you going to cast us out into outer darkness before our time? Don't, don't command us to leave the region. They knew... All the demons in hell know that Jesus is the son of God. But he didn't go, they have great faith. He didn't say that, right? He didn't say the demoniac had great faith while the demon was in him. He said none of those things. But to this man, he said this. And so it's not just understanding authority. It's the loving. He loved the sound of the Lord's voice. Amen. He appreciated it. And he wanted to hear what the Lord had to say. And he was willing, ready, and able to believe it because he understood God, his motives and his intentions, and he had the power to do it. 
Amen. He loved the sound of the Lord's voice. Now, I would, I'd like to compare them with Exodus 19 okay. and chapter 20. This, um, just so we have a, a good picture of what this looks like, um, Exodus 19 and 20 is when the Lord was, um, ta- he told the people to gather the congregation and present themselves to the Lord. Um, and where he was talking about, don't touch the mountain. And Is chapter 19, verse 20. Um, chapter 19, but it goes into chapter 20 as well. Um, okay. Chapter, the whole, and we're not going to read all of it, but the entire chapter 19 of Exodus, and then chapter um, 20 as well through verse 21. And this is where he was telling them to go and assemble at the mountain. He said, put a boundary up and let the people break mm-hmm. through and the priests try to run up here and, you know, and snatch their own portion. Right. right. The, because of their disrespect, try to snatch their own um, validity before the Lord. Well, I saw the Lord too, or, you know, this, that, and the other, but the Lord wanted to speak with them. And so the Lord descended on the mountain um, as you go through and read this. And um, he spoke with them the Ten Commandments. He spoke it in their hearing. And if you come over to chapter 20 of Exodus, um, verse 18, verse 18, that's right. It says now starting in verse 18. Yes. You want to read it, darling? Sure. Okay. It says all the people perceived the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But let not God speak to us, or we will die. So Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you, and in order that the fear of him may remain with you, so that you may not sin. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick cloud where God was. Mm, Amen. So what did they say in verse 19? Can you read that again, baby? They, I can, yes. It says, they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But let not God speak to us or we will die. That's sad. Do you hear the difference? They did not love the sound of God's voice. I don't care if it comes with trumpets. I don't care if it makes your, your knees quake and your flesh melt. Who cares? Your God has something to say to you. Love it. Listen to him, hear him directly, because that's his heart. When you look over in the end of Revelation and it talks about us being before him, there's not even any light because Mm -hmm. the glory of the Lord is the light. And there's nothing separating us from him. We are naked and open, right? I believe Hebrew says that, but we are one-on-one with our God. That's his desire. But they did not love the sound of his voice, the hearing of his voice where Moses did. Moses, his knees knocked, but he ran up that mountain. He wanted to be in the presence of the Lord he didn't and to care. hear his voice. It didn't stop him. He loved the sound of God's voice. Mm-hmm. That centurion loved the sound of Jesus's voice. Say the word only. He had Speak to say. the word only, he said. Speak. You don't have to meet my Mm -hmm. standards and my stipulations. You don't have to do things the way I think you should. I just want you. I want to hear what you have to say to me, God. And I will accept it. I will take that, Lord Jesus. Knees knocking and shaking and crying and all. I want you. I'll take you, God, just as you are. Because you're enough to sustain me and keep me. So we see that clear difference of what it's like to resist and to hate the sound of the Lord's voice. And to love it. 
So looking back at this, that centurion, the Lord, it made Jesus marvel. Amen. <laughs> That's impressive. But it was the love he had for the sound of the Lord's voice. And then looking over at, um, did you have something you wanted to say there, baby? Well, uh, there's a lot in there. Let right? me invite you to your own show. Oh, well, thank you, honey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. No, I, I enjoy our, our conversations, <laughs> the insight the Lord gives each of us. Amen. Right, but, but you see, just as we were saying in uh, you know, a few episodes back on this section, the Lord's no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. Abraham wasn't even a Jew. That's right. Until he believed, wait, wait, what the Lord said That's right. concerning him. That's right. And his life and his destiny. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for the future generations. He was from Ur of Chaldea. Here the Lord is speaking to a Roman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's saying, I have not found this faith in all of Israel with my chosen people. He didn't say with my chosen, right? But that's what he's alluding he to. The, These are my the people. Sons, the sons of the kingdom. Exactly. Will be cast into, let's see, um, this is verse 12 of yeah. Matthew chapter 8. But the sons of the kingdom, the ones who know who should know better. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So we see the Lord's no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. It's not about lineage. It's not about being born in, right? Or that, being special. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Didn't John the Baptist confront that same thing? Don't say to yourself, we're mm-hmm. children or sons of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Lord can make sons of Abraham through these stones. Amen. He said the same thing with Moses in the wilderness. Right, it, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, the Lord can raise up right out of these stones. Mm-hmm. And then, as as you pointed out in a previous episode, if they will not shout, then the rocks will cry out. Amen. So, you know what? The, and there's something to that, right? In this, the centurion, his faith was just say the word, speak the word only. Amen. He already knew what he was supposed to do. All I well, how could that happen mm-hmm. except through being ministered by Holy Spirit? That's right. But but I will say this because we're, we got to get to this place where I'll say this is what maturation or maturity in the faith looks like. Right? This is a clearly, an, if you will, an elite level of faith, a higher level of faith than, well, is, if you will, the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's on a, a major thing, mm-hmm. and he's interceding on someone's behalf, but he knows the Lord just has to say the word. Amen. And, and it's done. He knew what his role was and what he he was supposed to do, and he so he just wanted the Lord to say the word. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't even a command until the end where he's like, yeah, go. It, it's, it'll be done. Amen. That's where we should be at. Amen. Where... I'll say, the Lord doesn't even have to command us. More or less, he's just telling him, go on your way. Isn't that the same thing he told to Daniel? Go on your way mm-hmm. and see the salvation of your God, right? Like, there are things that are going to be shut up, right? That not revealed by mm-hmm. shut up, mm-hmm. right? Not yet revealed. But he's saying, it, it's done. Mm-hmm. Go on your way. We, and I'll say this for us. For many, those that have made the choice, mm-hmm. God's my God and I'm his, I'm mm-hmm. his servant, I'm his people. He's my father and I'm his child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For many, for those who have made that, 
the Lord has revealed or has begun revealing your role, your the destiny track for your life, what he planned and purposed for you from the beginning. Amen. We already know what to do or we should because we have Holy Spirit to reveal those things. The how to get there exactly, we may not know. But in the same way, it's, Lord, just say the word. Amen. Come present yourself and stand at attention, and he will direct you. Exactly. <laughs> he will direct the, the steps that you take. Um, you know, you brought up spiritual maturity. I just want to say this really quickly. Time in salvation or time in the faith has nothing to do with your spiritual maturity. Amen but rather your heart and willingness to understand the things of God, to receive from him and to understand it and to apply your heart to understanding and to learning from him. There are people that have been saved a lifetime, a, a, a lifetime and are still spiritual babies. Infants and there are, are people, toddlers, amen. That's right. And there are some that have been saved but a short time, but who have inclined their ear to understanding and to hear the counsel and the word of the Lord. They pressed into the Holy Spirit and spent time in his presence. Whatever time they've had, they spent it with him. And, and they're the already adolescents. Able, he brings him up and he's able to do a quick work. Mm-hmm. So don't say to yourself, well, I've just got saved, so I can't be there. We are literally We're not telling punching you, clocks here. That's right. We're feeding, the Lord is feeding you the words of life, the bread of life right now. And if you can grab these concepts, if you will grab them and trust the Lord your God, believe him. I'm not asking you to believe me. Who am I? No. But believe the Lord your God and apply your faith towards him and receive the engrafted word that's able to save your own soul, you will grow up and mature because you won't spend your time chasing after things that are vanity. I'm watching the signs. I'm impressing people with my knowledge of eschatology, but I have no understanding of the things in the heart and the principles of God, right? You won't spend your time on things that don't matter, that aren't going to produce life, but you're going to go straight to the life force, straight to the source and the the life that will cause you to grow straight onto the meat. God can make that transition. And and there's both. And and this is something we we say fairly frequently in this ministry. It is both his written That's right. and his spoken word. That's right. Because let's, if we could all think back here, in the New Testament, Philip is sent by the Spirit down mm-hmm. this road, and it says very plainly, mm-hmm. and it was desert. Mm-hmm. And he went. Mm-hmm. And he ministers to the Ethiopian eunuch, mm-hmm. who he finds, he runs up on him, mm-hmm. right? But he finds the Ethiopian eunuch reading the scripture. Mm-hmm. But what did the eunuch say? It's hard to understand. How will I know unless mm-hmm. someone explains it to me? Mm-hmm. Well, wait, wait, wait. So let's recognize that. It's not just that it's written. Because mm-hmm. the Pharisees spent all day, every day. That was literally their job, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, mm-hmm. to spend reading over the mm-hmm. Word of God. Mm-hmm. But clearly they lacked the understanding, lacked the, the insight, the revelation, mm-hmm. to even know when it was the Lord himself, even though he even said who he was to their face, mm-hmm. to recognize him as God. Amen. So he sent us, the Holy Spirit, to teach us, to mm-hmm. lead us, to guide us into all truth, Amen. wisdom, and knowledge. Amen. So in the same way, what is the Lord saying to us and teaching us and revealing us about him and, and us and our role and our mm-hmm. destiny in his word? Amen. And then look at this, back to Matthew chapter 8 before we move on. The sons of the kingdom were people who spent a long time, if you will, if we could correlate mm-hmm. it. They, they grew up in church. 
that was their business. They spent a long time, quote unquote, being saved, right? But still had no understanding. They were babies and, and on the verge of being cast out. But this centurion is a Roman who grew up in paganism, right? That yeah. was his, his life um, the life environment that he grew up in was paganism. He didn't know the things of God, but yet Jesus is going, that's, that, I haven't seen faith like that in mm-hmm. all of Israel. And he knows he's, <laughs> he's God. He's God. He knows everything. And that's what he said about him. So it's not a matter of how long you've been in or what you grew up. It has, that is irrelevant. It is what are you going to do with what God put in your lap today? Amen. What are you going to do with the, spirit of, with what the spirit of the Lord is saying today, here and now? He's knocking on the doors of your heart. Amen. So I'll say another point or concept I want to bring up, right? That we we talked about briefly in this section of Scripture with the centurion. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's easy to talk about because, yes, he is clearly was a military man, mm-hmm. right? But we, too, are part of the army of God. Amen. So shouldn't we also have that maturity, have that discipline that we are so in tune with the Lord and waiting on his, I'll say, direction? But Mm -hmm. even prior to that, that we already are aware of the plans of the Lord because he's given us Holy Spirit to inform us, to instruct us, to lead us into what he wants done. Right? That's why Jesus could say, I don't say anything except what my Father says. I don't do anything except what my Father does. As my Father says, so I speak. Mm-hmm. Right? Nothing of my own initiative. So then we need to know the Lord's initiative. And every military knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know what the plan is. They know the steps that it's going to take. Every operation, why shouldn't we? What did the Lord say? What did Jesus say? Didn't you know I would be about my father's business? Why? Because he was so in tune. So let's give another example. David had his mighty men, right? Mm-hmm. And this is in Second Samuel 23. Trying to find the exact place. Well, I have one in First Chronicles 11, verse 15 through 19, if we're talking about the same um, same. Where he's account. asking for water? Yes. That's, well, you um, can read that, or we could just start in... Um, actually, uh, I'll read from Second Samuel. Oh, tell me where you are. It begins in verse 11. Okay. And we'll read mm. down to uh, verse 17. Second Samuel, say that again, baby. Uh, 11 through 17. I'll read it and um, make a couple comments and then okay. open it up to you there, honey, honey. Yep. It says, Now after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, a Hararite. And the Philistines were gathered into a troop where there is a was a plot of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines, but he took his stance in the midst of the plot, defended it, and struck the Philistines, and the Lord brought about a great victory. Speaking of one of David's mighty men. And then it says, Then three of the thirty chief men went down and came to David in the harvest in harvest time to the cave of Adullam. While the troop of the Philistines was camping in the valley of 
Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, while the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. David had a craving and said, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines and drew water from the well of Bethlehem, which was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he would not drink it. These things the three mighty men did. Mm-hmm. So we all should, should understand what just happened there. And the key part is this. I'll ask this question. What command did David give? Hmm. And the answer is he didn't give one. Mm-hmm. These were his three mightiest men. We talked about uh, special forces or ha- having an elite force. Every military has one. Mm-hmm. The army of the Lord is no different. Mm-hmm. These three were so in tune with, if you will, their Lord, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord's servant, David, right? And mm-hmm. representing uh, representative of a type and shadow of Christ as king, right? Mm-hmm. That what not unlike the centurion just say the word only that's all david did mm-hmm. he said the word and these three went to go fulfill it mm-hmm. as a type and example of how we should be they were attentive to the Amen. voice of their king their lord right right who they held as their king and mm-hmm. the centurion was attentive to the voice of jesus but there was a love in them for for Amen. david as well and David loved them in return. He loved them, you know, right back. And, Amen. But that, that what you're talking about of being attentive, he wasn't even talking to them. He was just musing, pontificating. To talk, himself. <laughs> maybe talking to the Lord, you know, like. But they took that as, Lord, send me. I can, I can do this for you, yes. These skills and abilities aren't for nothing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as we walk with the Lord, he wants us to have that same attentiveness to his voice. He should go, <gasps> and we're standing at attention, you know, and there's a difference between, um, you know, when you look at any military, there's the, um, the troops, right, that are actually official troops, but then there's the people that come and fight, can be rounded up to be troops mm-hmm. at some point, but they're not necessarily trained. And then, you know, you have the cavalry, you have the, um, what are they called, the the ones with the, the walk on the ground? Tell me, honey, I know the name the of infantry. it. Infantry. Infantry, yes! Hallelujah, thank you. So you have the regular people who can be drawn up into troops, then you have the infantry, then you have um, people that would be in artillery or things like that, would, mm-hmm. which you correlate to old-time cavalry riding horses and things like that. Then you have um, the the more special forces, and we're just talking about army people, not counting Navy and... <laughs> Marines, Air Force. Right, and, right, right. Yeah. But then you and have the people, like, and what David had, he had people that were special, even within that, that could Amen. do everything that was needed to be that needed to be done. They were the ones you sent in to turn the battle, and you know 
the Lord wants us to move from being people who have to be herded towards him. You know, somebody's got to follow behind you by hook or crook and go follow Jesus, follow Jesus, follow Jesus. You know, somebody has to tell you to get your pitchfork and, and bring it and, you know, fashion it into a weapon and if come on military, to battle. Hopefully we got better weapons and pitchforks. Than... <laughs> hopefully, but you know. But although um, they did have to fight some battles like that with sickles and pitchforks or whatever, turned right? into weapons. Um, then we have to move from that place where we're always being prompted mm-hmm. in the way of, come on, go follow Jesus, serve the Lord, serve the Lord. Day in and day out, we're, we're having to be herded as cattle towards the Lord versus being on this mighty man of valor mindset Amen. where your Lord is just pontificating and you're at attention, ready to move. Now, just I, because he says something in your vicinity, in your presence that you overhear, you're like, all right, Lord, I'm on it. I'm ready. And we should not move outside of the Lord. And, I'm not saying that, say but even moving towards it, mm-hmm. right? Like we saw with the centurion, like, just go your way, like go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but the Lord, you know, the, us being attuned to the Holy Spirit and attentive to his voice means we are again, like the virgins at the ready. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to come rack throw us out of our bunk he doesn't have to come blow the you know the rivalry in our ear 15 times for us to get up he doesn't have to do those things for us to be willing to move with him and to be occupied with his business but it's on the forefront of our mind how can we serve the king was on the forefront of these three that we read about in second samuel it was on the forefront of their mind how can we bless them we you know like what's what's Amen. in our hand that we can bless our our lord with our, our king our natural king with so how much more so should we have that towards the lord and be at attention not found mm-hmm. sleeping there's always that correlation that he makes in the scriptures about um awaken it's time to get up from the slumber awaken from slumber amen Amen. It's time to redeem the times. It's how many times does he have to say, be at attention before we stand at attention? How many times does he have to say, be ready, occupy until I come. Uh, don't be found naked. Watch me and, and hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying before we will do it. Amen. And, and no doubt someone will listen to this and go, well, that's, ah, that's, that's really exacting. That's difficult. It's a difficult thing or, or a difficult standard to have. Well, we're supposed to be his children. <laughs> He's our father. He's supposed to be our God. And we're supposed to be his people. That's what he destined from the beginning. So shouldn't his children know what the father is doing? Amen. And And, and come into alignment with it? But I will tell you this. This is the standard that the Lord has for everything. All of his creation. All of his creation is in tune with him and what he is saying and doing. Mm-hmm. Amen. And if you don't if you don't believe me, right? We brought up something in some of the previous episodes on this um, series, if you will. And then it was about the rock. Joshua said very plainly to the children of Israel, his generation, he said, this stone has heard every word. And mm-hmm. it stands as a witness against us. Right? Amen. 
that's a rock. That is part of creation. But wait, it's not only there. Let's go back to, to the beginning in Genesis. Literally chapter 1. Amen. I'm just going to read the, the first. I'll start in verse 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Ready for this in verse 3? Mm-hmm. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Do you see how simple that was? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let there be light. And there was light. He did not say everything. Every light-bearing object. He did not call them out individually and command them. Mm-hmm. Sun, moon, and stars, and all these other things. Shine like this. and you're you, This is what you're supposed to do, and this is the brightness and intensity with which you're supposed to shine, as opposed to the mm-hmm. sun shining. As opposed, mm-hmm. 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 He just, every light-bearing thing in the heavens and the earth already knew what they were supposed to do. The purpose, the point, the plan of the Lord, the destiny that he had for his creation. Mm -hmm. What they were supposed to do, which is why he could just say the word, let there be light. Mm -hmm. And everything that was called and prepared and created to bring light, brought light. They did what they were supposed to do. That is his creation. Amen. And he gave those things instructions. He did, Amen. but he didn't say kilowatt hours and so, you know, like man. All the things that we think of and mm-hmm. consider, mm-hmm. it wasn't as long laundry list. It, it wasn't long winded. <laughs> no, but when okay. everything is in tune and listening for his voice, already knowing what they're supposed to do, longing for his voice. And to carry out his word mm-hmm. as we should be. Amen. It happens. Amen. That's the standard the Lord has for everything. Amen. So let us examine ourselves. Is that how in tune we are with the Lord? Is that how intensely we are listening for his voice. Is that how much we are delighting and desiring to hear his voice? In my life, for me. In your life, for you. I can't want you to hear the Lord in your life more than you want to hear the Lord in your life. I can't do it for anyone else, nor can you do it for me. It's a choice and a decision and a desire and a delight that I have to have for me. Mm -hmm. But I would encourage you that if the body of Christ would approach the Lord in this manner, 
that we truly would see the glory of the Lord manifested in, I'll say, immeasurable, like an immeasurable manifestation of that throughout the earth. Amen. And I would say, ask yourself this question. We mentioned it a a few episodes back. If Jesus were standing right there next to you, would this attentiveness be too burdensome? It's a marvelous question. Mm. Would this kind of walk with him be too much labor and activity? And if so, I mean, hey, be honest with it and decide whether you want to go forward or stay where you are. But should you conclude and come to the <laughs> the result that you want to go on with him, then change your heart and your attitude. Lord, you'll help me with whatever I need to. It is too much for me to do on my own, but with you, all things are possible because I believe in you and you know how to train me up and get me fit and ready for battle. It may not look the same way as fitness for someone else does, but I'm going to persevere, Lord. And the scripture says that he receives all, all those who are his and that come to him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't by any means cast them out. So he won't turn you away. And he will help see you through to becoming that elite um, man or woman of God. He is able. He's our master. And he's able to make us stand. Amen to that. If he's our choice. Amen. He can make us stand. But we have to choose him. Mm -hmm. If he were right here, what would you choose? He has to be our father. Amen. And we have to be his children. Amen. And he is right here. Ha, ha, hallelujah. And he is always in our midst. <laughs> and he inhabits the praises of his people. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the fullness of the Godhead, that is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit lives and dwells in you. Amen. If you have chosen to believe in him and confess him as Lord and Savior of your life. Amen. That is the starting place. That's the choice. And then I would encourage you to Continue with him to remain, to grow or mature as we have been talking and get to this place Amen. in your life for you. And if we all do that, make that choice and continue to re- choose to remain, I'll say, in him, then we will see the difference mm-hmm. in our lives, in the lives of our families and in our homes and our marriages and our relationships and our, our churches and schools and businesses and governments and communities, ultimately the nation, the nations, and throughout the whole earth. Mm-hmm. And it literally would be heaven on earth, which yeah. is the will of the Father. Will we be the generation that hears from the Lord? that moves according to his perfect will, mm-hmm. plan, purpose, and covenant. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to do so today, Amen. to make that choice, to be 100% committed to the Lord and delight to hear his voice. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, for standing for the Lord and for righteousness and justice. We love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful evening.